0: Hey everyone, I am Farah Kimji and you are listening to the Futura Talks podcast. I believe the future will be built by those who see opportunity where others see uncertainty. It will be built by people that don't look like the traditional leaders of our past, but by women and individuals from diverse backgrounds that see the world differently and who are driven to make it better for all. This podcast will feature these people, self-made leaders and entrepreneurs that defy odds and are motivated to build a better future. We will also share practical advice for how you can unlock your full potential as the leader of your own Futura. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hi everyone. So as you can probably tell by now, I like to engage with topics that you've likely heard lots about and put my own spin, share my personal journey with it, or take an entirely different approach. And today's topic is no different. Today, I would like to talk about the big F word, failure. While it's a topic that many have talked about, and one that a multitude of leaders share openly about, Although it's often when they are at their most successful points in their careers that they open up about their failures, I rarely hear leaders talk about them when they are in the throes of feeling like a failure, having one setback after another, feeling out of alignment, or going down the wrong path. Since failure often comes up as a topic in hindsight, for example, when I look back, it's my failures that shape me the most. Is something we often hear. And while I have found that to be true in my own life, that isn't always comforting when you're right in the middle of it. So today, I want to chat about how we can get good at embracing failure while it is happening, and even better yet, preparing for it and knowing that it can happen, but going for what you desire, anyways. I thought the best way for me to unpack today's topic is to share the lessons I have learned from the failures I have experienced in my life. Lessons that help me deal with the day to day setbacks or so called failures to the bigger, more monumental ones. Lessons that have helped me to keep going after feeling like an utter failure or worse, a disappointment to others and myself. Lessons that I now actively search for when I try new things, knowing they may not go according to plan, but also knowing that with it will come another lesson and level of growth. I have definitely learned most of these lessons in hindsight, but ultimately they have guided me to living a more authentic life. These lessons are important as I now know that when my next failure arrives, I don't have to dwell in it, but rather sit back and look for the lesson. Or the signal in fact i often embrace failure now as i learn far more from it than just succeeding at everything i attempt embracing failure and normalizing it for yourself and others in your life can be very freeing and powerful it has helped me to go from being a recovering perfectionist who feared failing at anything to being comfortable enough to talk about it and even celebrate my failures on a podcast. Go figure. So when I sat down to prepare for this episode about all the lessons I have learned, the list was super long. I tried to distill it down to 10 and then to 5, and I was really having a hard time doing that. Yes, I have learned a lot from my failures. So, here I was trying to pack it all into one episode, which I try to keep to under 30 minutes for my solo episodes. That I realized I'm going to have to split this topic into two or maybe even more to give these lessons the airtime they deserve. So, today I share my first three lessons, and then I will come back in the next solo episode with the next batch. So, here goes three lessons I have learned as a result of my failures to date. Lesson number one failure is in the eye of the beholder. Failure is really about how you perceive it to be. Two people could look at the same set of events or results and come to very different conclusions about what transpired. For example, you could lose a tennis finals match and consider yourself a failure, or you could realize you just came in second in the finals and outperformed a dozen other players, or maybe you came in dead last, and you could look at it and be thankful for the opportunity to have participated and learn where your next level of growth is. Same events, same tournament, different perception. So why does perception matter so much when it comes to failure? It matters because if you decide to focus on the failure you might miss the lesson, the learning, the opportunity for growth, and the signal from the universe pointing you in your next direction. Failures can literally be a roadmap to guide you to finding a truer, more authentic path forward. Sometimes we consider ourselves failures for things that are not even warranted to be a failure, but because we are often so hard on ourselves, We label essentially anything that doesn't go our way as a failure, when in reality, it is just something that happened with a different outcome than you expected. I learned this with every scholarship, grant, job, or really anything I applied for that I didn't get. When that no comes, sorry, you are not our top choice, it is easy to feel like a failure, when the reality is, There are a host of reasons why you didn't get it, and none of them are because you are a failure. In fact, that no is often your highest, is often for your highest and best good, as it leads you to find that next thing, the one that is the right fit and opportunity. It can be hard to hear no after no, especially as an early stage founder, both myself and the clients that I raise capital for hear no a lot, but honestly, it doesn't mean our business is a bad idea. It just means it's not the right fit for that investor at that time, or for whatever other reason they have. It only takes one yes to change the narrative, but along the way, it's important not to lose perspective or attach a meaning of failure. Perception matters, and words matter, and the words we tell ourselves make a difference on our outcomes, and we have a choice to attach a meaning that will help us stay motivated on our path rather than discouraged. So be sure to choose the meaning you attach wisely. Lesson number two, it's better to fail than to succeed 100% of the time. You see, I grew up with a father whose auto-reply when I would bring home a 99 on a math test was, where'd you lose the 1%? Failure was not an option. Heck, even 99% was not an option. Only perfection was accepted. And while I love my father dearly, because that response translated to my sister and I always striving to be excellent, it also didn't leave any room for failure. Looking back, I can understand why an immigrant parent to Canada that didn't come with family riches would want to instill this in his daughters. Because for him and my mother, failure wasn't an option. They didn't have a safety net to fall back on, and they needed to succeed no matter what. I can understand it. But now in my adult life, I have my own realizations about the failures of my life, and more importantly, What they have taught me. My most notable and first memorable one being when I failed one of the exams to attain my chartered accountant designation. Until that point in my life, I had never had a single formal failure as it related to anything academic or in the form of a test or exam. So when that failure came, it really stung. The majority of my peers who also took that exam passed and I felt super discouraged and left behind as I would have to wait an entire year to take the exam again. The months passed by and I felt pretty down about myself. This was the first academic thing I had ever failed at and it wasn't just a test. It was an exam that would determine the future of my career as a chartered accountant. To say I felt like a letdown to myself, to my parents, who supported me to go study business, to my firm, PwC, which supports us to train and study for the exams, it was honestly such a terrible feeling to think I had disappointed so many people. But then something happened. A partner at the firm called me into his office one day to chat. He wanted to share with me that he had failed that same exam four times. I was shocked as this partner was super successful and revered at the firm. He shared that once he got those letters, CA or, or now CPA, no one really cared or frankly knew how many times he failed the exam in the past. This gave me a glimmer of hope that my failure wasn't going to be the career ending milestone that I had hyped it up to be. As the next exam date approached, I decided to go all in and give it my all, determined to pass. I dedicated eight weeks, the standard was six, to studying consistently Monday to Friday. I built in a week of prep and planning. Part of that was cleaning my place top to bottom so that I wouldn't have any excuse not to study, and the other half of that week was printing and organizing materials. Yes, this was almost 15 years ago when we still printed things out. I then color coded my eight weeks of time between studying, working out, personal, friends, and family time. I really wanted to make sure I wouldn't burn out, but that I could also feel confident that I had dedicated enough time to studying and not allow myself to get too distracted as it was summer and I was off work for eight weeks. I followed my rainbow-coded calendar to a T, and I walked into that exam feeling confident, a confidence I didn't have the first time around. I also walked out of this three-day exam knowing I had given it my all and confident that I would be successful. It was an amazing feeling when the announcement came three months later and my name was on the pass list. I was ecstatic. The feeling of accomplishment felt like no other successful result I had achieved before. I knew I passed that exam because I dedicated myself to achieving something, put in the work to achieve it, and then reap the rewards. Those eight weeks taught me more about myself than any other success before had taught me. It taught me I was resilient, that I had grit. That I could achieve hard things, that I was disciplined, and that the next hard thing that comes my way would be something I can handle. That failure taught me more than any other perfect result had taught me before, and I would never trade that experience for the first time pass that I had initially hoped for. The coolest thing about this failure was that I was, that I then went on to coach and mentor. Future CPAs after me. And I specifically worked with those that had failed at least once. It was the most rewarding experience, one that I would not have had the opportunity to experience without that failure. Yes, I learned this in hindsight, and I wished I had known at the time things would turn out so beautifully. But having gone through that experience, I now have faith in a positive outcome each time I fail at something going forward. And trust me, there have been many more failures, each revealing another layer of growth and learning. So next time you fail at something, look at it as the opportunity for growth that it is. Know that it may be the very thing you needed to learn about yourself and what you are made of. And remember these wise words of Winston Churchill. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. All right, lesson number three. It's better to have tried and failed than to have never tried at all. While they say this about love and loss, I feel the same is true about trying and failing. While there is so much truth in this lesson, it has definitely been one of the hardest ones to learn there are so many reasons we hold ourselves back. We worry what people will think. We worry about failing. We worry we will make a fool of ourselves. We worry we will be out of our depths. The underlying feeling under that worry, though, is fear. Fear of being ridiculed or judged or worse, abandoned. It is a core wound that so many of us have, and it is one that holds most people back from truly living. It is one that has held me back one too many times, including with starting this podcast. I have had a burning desire to share my thoughts with the world for some time now. I actually wanted to start a blog back in 2006 about makeup and skincare, as at that time, I was a Sephora queen, even earning the status of VIB Rouge. Which essentially means I was spending way too much money at Sephora. As a result, my friends would always ask for recommendations, and I used to love sharing my latest finds and also testing things out so that they didn't have to. I remember thinking at the time that maybe instead of sharing my tips in one on one conversations with friends, that I could share it with all my friends and even their network of friends through a blog. I really thought it was a great idea. But then the fear sunk in. Who'd want to hear from me about makeup? Why would anyone care? What if I'm not good at writing? What if people think it is a foolish waste of time for an accountant to blog about makeup? And there, in that instant, my inner desire got crushed by my inner skeptic. And that blog never came to fruition. Now, I share this because it was 2006. Blogging about makeup really wasn't a thing back then. But fast forward to 2022, and there is a multi-billion, probably trillion-dollar industry around beauty influencers, makeup artists, and bloggers. Maybe that inner desire wasn't foolish. Maybe it was something that was coming from a place of wanting to serve people in a way that I was uniquely qualified to do but I dimmed it out of fear. Now, I don't share this because I'm sitting here today thinking I missed out on my calling as a beauty blogger, but I do share it because I know we have all had those great ideas come to our mind that we then quickly squash out of fear and then look back over 10 years later and wonder what could have been if we had just taken a leap of faith and started. I personally have so many other beauty blog ideas that are sitting on a shelf. Sometimes it feels like a graveyard of ideas that I wished I had followed through on. But the fear was always high until more recently. What's changed? To be honest, I got a life in business coach. And with almost two years of consistent daily, yes, we connect daily, mentorship, She has taught me to overcome my fears, to not worry what others think, to believe in my desires, knowing they come from a higher place, to heal my core wounds of abandonment and put myself out there without fear. Her coaching has helped me to see myself more clearly, to listen to my inner voice and trust it, and to follow my desires with intention and action. In fact, Her coaching inspired me to want to help other women do the same, that I decided to become a life and business coach myself. And now I help women in my network and some of my clients to overcome their fears to pursue a path of entrepreneurship or for existing founders that I work with to not hold themselves back from living to their fullest in their life and business. I still have the fear of failure creeping in every now and then but I have gotten so much better at not letting it be the thing that stops me from trying. In fact, it's why I finally started this podcast. After having bought the mic over two years ago, I sat for two years wanting to start to tell the stories of the amazing women in my network who are doing amazing things to share my own learnings. But I feared what others would think that I sat with that mic in the box for two years. And then I decided to flip the script, thanks to some mindset work from my coach. I thought about all the things I would learn by launching. I thought about all the founders I could serve by sharing their stories. I thought about all the listeners I could inspire. And I thought about how cup filling it would be to show up each week as my truest self in this capacity, using my voice in a way. That matters. You see, fear of failure will hold you back from trying, but the trying is where the learning and growth is at. The trying is where the magic is at. Trying is where you discover who you really are and how you can be the best service to others. So, next time you are letting fear hold you back from trying something or to putting yourself out there, Remember all those that will benefit from your trying and all that you will learn about yourself in the process. I swear it will be super rewarding. So, I know that was a lot of personal sharing, but in order for you to get the most out of this episode, it will be helpful for you to take some time to reflect on your own failures and take account of the lessons you have learned from them. Really be honest with yourself about whether what happened was truly a failure or a lesson that led you to a better place or better understanding of yourself and your next level of growth. Take stock of your failures and the lessons that came with them. And I will come back with the remainder of my lessons in the next solo episode. I will also cap that episode off by chatting about how we can get better at embracing preparing, and even encouraging failure in our own lives and those around us. So be sure to tune in. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Futura Talks. I hope it has left you inspired and motivated to pursue your dreams, find your calling, and follow your heart in your life and business. If you enjoyed this conversation, it would mean so much to me if you would consider leaving a review and, better yet, sharing this episode with someone who will be inspired to start building their own Futura. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and I will see you next week.